This is the Detroit Sports Podcast Network. The United Shore Professional Baseball League games at Jimmy John's Field are the fun family entertainment experience that you just can't afford to miss. It's Thirsty Thursdays, Firework Fridays, Live Music Saturdays, and Sunday Fun Day for the kids. And don't forget, kids get to run the bases after every game. And parking is always free. Jimmy John's Field in downtown Utica is your summer destination. Get your tickets today at USPBL.com. And welcome to episode number nine of the USPBL podcast via the Detroit Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Vito. Hey, Ronnie Mochurk. I haven't done that for this podcast yet. By the way, first time you're allowing me to lead off. I'm the leadoff hitter today, once and for all, on episode number nine of the pod. And what a game it was on Championship Sunday. My family and I were there, my buddy Brett Karvovich, and we witnessed a comeback victory for the Utica Unicorns in the championship game. So Unicorns win it all in the 2019 season with the 6-5 to victory over the Westside Woolly Mammoths. Very impressive come-from-behind victory, and our guest is the skipper of the champion Unicorns as well. Congrats to the Unicorns. A great experience. You took the fellas out to enjoy a fun contest over there at Jimmy John's Field in Utica, Michigan. What a game, Vito. Everyone that was there is raving about it because of the fact that the Unicorns were down for the majority of the game. All the momentum was on the side of the Woolly Mammoths. All credit to Jim Messian. The Unicorns game was the talk of the town. Everyone was talking about how the Unicorns fought back. We had a notable guest from the Unicorns on. Who do we have this year on from the Unicorns? Well, we had Don Goodson and Willie Martin also is the assistant manager to Jim Essien with the Unicorns. So Essien is our guest on this week's episode of the USPBL podcast. And it is Jim Essien of the 2019 USPBL champion Utica Unicorns. Jim, how are you doing? Doing great. Uh, recovered from the big party on Sunday. I've got a bit of a hoarse voice just from all the yelling and screaming. and uh, But I'm doing great. And uh, uh, just look forward to spending a few moments with you. Well, it's a pleasure of ours to have you on for this episode of the USPBL podcast, Jim. And you must have been on cloud nine and just partying all day and night long on Sunday with that come from behind victory for your unicorns and the 2019 USPBL championship, a six to five victory for your club over the number one seed Westside Woolly Mammoths. How impressive was that victory for you guys in terms of how you had to come back as well once again to win that game? Well, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we've had a great uh, group of guys all year, a lot of spirit and a lot of hard work. And uh, uh, we we sent four players to affiliated baseball this year. So we, we ended up a little bit weaker, uh, but a lot of resolve, a great comeback victory, uh, a tough team, tough pitcher. And we just uh, got some great relief pitching that allowed us to come back and nibble away a little bit here and there, tie it up, and then take the lead in the eighth. To be a USPBL champion manager, what does that mean to you, to be able to say that about yourself? Well, it's wonderful. It's wonderful to win a championship. That's not our mission statement. My mission statement is not to go out and win championships and be manager of the year. My uh, our mission statement is develop these young players and get them along to affiliated clubs, with the hope of uh, getting uh, some of them to the major league level, which we've been able to do with Randy Dobnak. Uh, for me, it's not about winning as much as it is, and it took me a long time to learn this, but it's about the development of the young player. 
And we'll get into Randy and how he pitched for your Utica Unicorns at one point back in 2017 when he was 3-0 and an ERA below 2.5 and a half in 35 innings pitched with your Unicorns. Now in the majors with the Minnesota Twins. And as you brought up, the USPBL preaches and is all about developmental-sided things and developing the ballplayers to be able to get inked by big league ball clubs one day. So with all of that being said, and you, you know, iterated or brought that up yourself, but still, this accomplished. Where does it rank among your best accomplishments and biggest accomplishments in your baseball career? Well, that's a good question. Uh, listen, I don't mean to minimize the championship uh, of the uh, USPBL. I've got the championship rings from the uh, Carolina League in 1986, from the Eastern League, from the uh, Pacific Coast League. I've got a World Series ring. I've got... Uh, a Puerto Rican championship. I've got a uh, Caribbean World Series championship. I've got European championships. Uh, but those were years and years ago. Uh, it's so wonderful to be part of the Utica Unicorns and what the, the Andy Appleby and uh, Justin Orndorff are doing in the USPBL. Great thrill for me. I never had so much fun in my life. I've never been part of a Wilder celebration. And we really took advantage of our victory, and uh, and we've been partying for two days. I was about to ask you, how long did you party for? Well, you just answered that yeah. question. I bet everybody was interested about that, Jim. And, you know, with all that being said about winning this championship for you, well, you had to have a start, and there was a reason why you got involved with this league in the United Shore Professional Baseball League in downtown Utica, Michigan. How did you actually get to the league? A uh, Good question, I. I grew up in Detroit. Uh, I raised my kids in Troy, Michigan. I retired as a financial advisor and was looking for something fun to do when the USPBL opened. I was fortunate to be named the coach of the Diamond Hoppers for Paul Nochi back in 2016. And from there, uh, it's the spot for the Unicorns opened up in 2017. I think I uh, I showed uh, uh, I think I showed that that particular uh, director of baseball operations Brian Brian Berryman at the time that I uh, could be an asset as a manager and uh, he agreed and named me manager of the Unicorns. And then you got the chance to manage Randy Dobnik, the aforementioned Randy Dobnik, who made history this season in becoming the first USPBL alum to reach the majors. And he has been impressive thus far in his stint with the Twinkies. Now, managing him yourself back with the Unicorns in 2017, what was that like, Jim? And what did you realize that this guy had a chance to get signed by a big league organization? Well, I had the... uh... I had the fort. I was very fortunate to be able to see Randy pitch in college, because my son, my younger son Daniel, caught him as a freshman sophomore at Alderson Broadus University in West Virginia. So I saw Randy, you know, go see my son play, and I, and every time I did, this kid was pitching lights out as a freshman and sophomore. Uh, my son then graduated, and I've still followed Randy his junior and senior seasons, continued to put up uh, big numbers. And once the draft came and went uh, that particular year, I called him to see if he wanted to play, and he was 
at the time working for his father and driving an Uber. And I convinced him to come. He decided to come and see what it was all about. And he had great success. Uh, was quickly picked up by the Twins and then had a meteoric rise throughout their organization. And, uh, and great to see him up in, with the big club right now. And as you said, he was undrafted out of Alderson Broadus University in West Virginia. And as you brought up, too, your son was a catcher for him at one point with that club, uh, Division II school. So what kind of stories did your son have to say uh, about Randy and catching him and, and what that experience was like for your son? You know, he, uh, he alerted me to the fact that, uh, you know, that Randy was doing so well. And of course, every time my, my wife and I would go to see Daniel play either in West Virginia or sometimes he played in Hawaii, uh, Ohio or Pennsylvania, uh, Randy was always the Friday night pitcher, you know, uh, and uh, he always uh, he always threw strikes and he always threw the ball well and had great countenance about him. And my son agreed and uh, we just continued to follow Randy and I was very fortunate to be able to sign him to the Unicorns. And then, as you said, you got him with the Unicorns, and for a brief period of time, he threw the 35 innings of impressive ball for you and the Unicorns back in 2017. Now, what really stood out to you about him back then and in regards specifically to his best qualities as a pitcher? Yeah, he, uh, well, he had a, every outing was a good outing. Every outing was a lot of strikes. Uh, his velocity uh, while working with uh, Justin Orenduff and Justin's DVS uh, pitching system, his velocity uh, got better. He's always been a good control guy. Uh, I'm sure Orenduff was working with him on grips and on uh, delivery, you know, his delivery. And he just had immediate success with us. But his personality is such that he doesn't get too high and too low. Just a real even-keeled guy. Turned out to be quite a professional. Uh, learned a little, uh, learned a, a bit, of, a bit in the twin system about how to sink the ball, move the ball a little bit, and uh, just right up through the system he came. And we're just delighted that we had the opportunity to sign him. He's been a great representative and has bragged mightily uh, about our league. And we're just delighted that he's there. He may, he may very well be pitching in the World Series this year. Certainly they have playoff opportunities. The Twins are a very good club. The Tigers are uh, our hometown team in Detroit, not so much. But the Twins are leading the way in the American League Central Division. You are right. And how impressive of a feat is it for the USPBL to have had Randy reach the majors with the Minnesota Twins? Well... That is our mission statement, is to get somebody to the major leagues. We've done that. We want to do more of that. We want respect to throughout the professional baseball that we are a unique developmental league, that uh, we give second chances to guys. And uh, with proper training and lots of practice, uh, we, uh, we just feel like there's more Randy Dobnacks out there, and we want to find them. We want to give them the opportunity. Uh, not so much, uh, you know, that we can get a notch in our belt. That doesn't hurt from a public relations standpoint. But it's the kids, uh, their success uh, that motivates us. 
And we're just absolutely de uh, delighted for Randy and his family. And uh, if we get a little bit of credit for that, too, well, then, then, then that's good. That's, that's what we're trying to do. Now, Jim, I heard from somebody that you like to be called Skip Johnson. Uh, where does that nickname stem from? Because this individual that actually reached out to me and told me this little bit of info wasn't sure about why you like to be referred to as such. Well, I couldn't tell you exactly where it came. I've been doing this a long time. I've managed professional teams at every level. Uh, I've managed professional teams internationally. I've managed in the major leagues, all throughout the minor leagues. And everybody gets a moniker, you know. And in my case, uh, Skip Johnson was just a kind of a funny uh, moniker that I, I probably gave myself. Uh, you know, rather than call me Jim Essien, just call me Skip, Skip Johnson. <laughs> it's, like that it, it's funny, it's kind of a third-person thing for me. Uh, it's all cute and funny, and the guys get excited out of it. Well, Skip, and Skip Johnson, I should say, you played in the majors yourself at one point, just like Randy Dobnak, and you spent a few years in the major leagues. And what was your favorite memory from all of that time you spent as a player in Major League Baseball? Well, the thrill it gave my family. I grew up in Detroit, a poor family, 12 brothers and sisters. I would come into Detroit to play the Tigers, and I'd have to leave a lot of passes for my family. Uh, they were very proud of me. It helped pull the family together. So I think one of the great thrills for me is is the thrill that it gave my family, my brothers and sisters, my mother and father. All through the years, uh, there's been some great memories. Uh, it's a wonderful lifestyle if you can handle it. Just uh, delighted to have spent 12, 12 years in the major leagues as a player for the uh, Cleveland Indians and the Philadelphia Phillies and the Oakland A's. Chicago White Sox and Seattle Mariners. I then began a minor league managerial career that ended up, uh, I ended up managing the Chicago Cubs in 1991. Uh, I managed to, and coached throughout the minor league baseball and major league baseball for over 30 years. Been a great thrill, a wonderful lifestyle, and uh, uh, probably my greatest uh, thrill was uh, was the uh, thrill that my family got. And Jim, I read that you did manage the Chicago Cubs in 1991, a season in which you managed future Hall of Famers Ryan Sandberg, Andre Dawson, and Greg Maddox. Had to have been a heck of an experience for you. And what did you learn specifically from that experience, Jim? Well, I learned that being manager of the Chicago Cubs is a stepping stone to becoming the ex-manager of the Chicago Cup. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, they asked me, you know, how did I handle all that? I said, I slept like a baby. I woke up every two hours crying. And you know what? I, I could see where it's difficult. I mean, talk about that a little bit. Can you elaborate upon just all of the troublesome factors and situations you get involved in when you are the skipper of a Major League Baseball club? Well, you know, the press can be uh, can be uh, difficult. I, I found that once the game started, I was finally, you know, in heaven. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff leading up to the actual playing of the game. So there's a lot of media had to take care of, a lot of responsibility. You got to put out a lot of fires. You got to be patient. Uh, perhaps I was a little naive. Uh, 
at the end of the year, they, they did the, the fire me and, and unfortunately most everybody else at the higher levels of the organization, they let go and brought in a brand new administration. But listen, baseball's baseball. It's a great game. It's played on the field. Uh, but when you're the manager of a, a big market team, you've got to deal with the, a lot of media requests and a lot of uh, responsibilities in that area. But once the game started, it was great. It was fun. It was baseball. And to be able to manage those three Hall of Famers, well, I think it was uh, Maddox and, and uh, Andre Dawson uh, who made it to uh, the Hall of Fame. Great thrill. Wonderful guys. It's a great it's a great life experience, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Speaking of those Hall of Famers, Jim, what are some of your favorite stories that you can share with my listeners and I right now regarding those three individuals that ended up being Hall of Famers? Well, you know, I also had Joe Girardi on that team. He was uh, went on, of course, to manage the the uh, the, uh, the the Yankees, and he also managed down in Miami. He was a great kid and a wonderful player. Uh, and turned out to be quite a, a wonderful uh, big league manager. And uh, he's going to manage the United States team in the Olympics uh, tri- uh, trials. And uh, I'm sure he put together a great staff. Uh, but to to, uh, to manage those Hall of Famers, you know, they go about their business in the right way. They're professionals in every way. You hardly had to even uh, correct them or... You know, they they just knew what to do and went about and did it. Great stuff. Uh, been a lot of great people through the years that I've played with and managed. Joe Girardi, you mentioned him, and I love him on MLB Network. In the studio, on the call for games. And how about this? Future Tigers skipper? Could you see it happening, Jim? I would love yeah. for it to happen as a hometown Detroit Tigers fan. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Uh, he would be capable of Joe Girardi. Uh, managing a a World Series uh, bound team or a uh, or a developed a, a team that's that's like the Tigers that are that are still trying to uh, develop a winning culture after so many wonderful years. It does happen in baseball where you have to uh, you know you have to sit back maybe and uh, and and de- develop uh, some of your younger players, which means you're going to lose more games than if you had the veterans on the team. I would love to see Joe. Joe's going to be a success wherever he ends up. I know that he's doing some broadcasting and he's managing the, the United States in the Olympics. Uh, he'll be back in the bigs managing somewhere, and why not in Detroit? Be great. From your time managing the Cubs and and being a coach in pro baseball for all these years, how did all of those experiences, Jim, prepare you for your current job as skipper of the Utica Unicorns in the USPBL? You know, that's a good question. I I had to learn. I was very I was ultra competitive as a player and a manager. Uh, I thought that uh, the winning was most important. And when I came to the USPBL. I see that it's really not about winning. It's about development of these uh, younger players. At the major league level, you got you got to win. At the minor league level and a developmental league like ours, you have to develop. The winning is not important at these lower levels. It is important in the majors, and fans insist on winning. But at the minor league level and here in the USPBL, our mission statement is to find and develop young players 
so that they can move along. It's not about winning. We were fortunate to win, and it's always great fun to win. Matter of fact, I haven't stopped celebrating yet. <laughs> uh, so it's a lot of fun, but it really is about development and not about winning. So when do you move past all the celebrating then, Jim, and start focusing on next year with the Unicorns? You know, next year we'll see what happens. I'll talk to Duff, and I'm sure I'll have a meeting with Andy Appleby and Justin Orn Duff. We'll see what next year brings. We're all hoping for another stadium and more teams. It means more jobs for more players and coaches and managers and front office staff. It helps the human race flourish. We want to, and we just want to provide an opportunity for people to play and to work and to, and to, and to play and work around a, a beautiful ballpark and provide entertainment for the local fans. We're, We'd just be delighted to come back next year, my wife and I, and and maybe it will be my last, uh, but uh, certainly be delighted to come back and do it all over again next year. So I've heard from CEO of the league, Andy Appleby, now numerous times talk about expansion, and I believe it's on the horizon. Now, for yourself, though, individually, Jim, if you do return as skipper of the Unicorns next season, what would you like to accomplish with the Unicorns next season? And let's say you keep coaching even past that. So next season and beyond, what would you like to accomplish with the Unicorns in the USPBL? Well, you know, I work for the USPBL, and I would love to uh, help make it work. I would love to help make it profitable. Uh, so, you know, if I come back to, come back next year, you know, I have managed the Unicorns now for three years and have sent 11 of my players to major league organizations, one of which was Randy Dobnek at the major league level. That's a, that's a great thrill is uh, being able to call somebody up and say, Hey, you, you know, you're going to the Minnesota twins or you're going to the Colorado Rockies or you're going to the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, and then if, uh, if we do, if we are uh, successful in, in landing another stadium somewhere and uh, more teams, there's going to be a lot more work to do. And I'd like to be a part of that in some capacity. Jim, I'll leave you with this. How do you believe the USPBL stands out from the rest of these independent baseball leagues throughout the country? Yeah, that's a good question as well, because uh, to be honest, uh, I would think that those other independent leagues, uh, they have to put fannies in the seats or the manager gets fired. So they've got to win games or the manager gets fired. So their their uh, focus, their intent is on winning, 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 winning. And uh, when you when you approach uh, baseball in that regard, this level, I think that you're eliminating the the real goal, which is uh, which is what what is part of our mission statement, is developing the young player. No pressure to you know somehow be the manager of the year and uh, and win the championship, I'm under no pressure to do that. Uh, we just lead and guide young young men, helping them flourish uh, in their lives, and hopefully some of them get picked up by major league organizations, and hopefully some of them picked up make it to the major leagues. And Jim, with that being said, hope to have you back in the dugout for the Unicorns next season and, and keep having fun over there in the USPBL. 
Well, thanks for having me. I had a great time, and I'm going to go have another drink, and I'm going to continue to party. Enjoy. Have a have another beer or two on us. It's been a pleasure, Jim. Have a great day and nice talking to you. And that indeed was Jim Essie and the skipper of the 2019 USPBL champion Utica Unicorns, who once again came from behind in impressive fashion to defeat the Westside Woolly Mammoths on Championship Sunday at Jimmy John's Field in downtown Utica. And guess what? My family and I, I'll reiterate this, once again, we're there to witness this happen for the Unicorns. And what an impressive showing from them as they were down throughout the majority of the game and were relentless, kept fighting back. And and despite, you know, a past guest on these airwaves, Don Goodson not having his A game being the starting pitcher for the Unicorns. And they had to go to their relievers. And, and once they went to the pen, though, the Unicorns did a, an effective job of pretty much shutting down the Woolly Mammoths and in the end scored enough to get it done 6-5 to five on Championship Sunday. And congrats to Jim Essien and all of the Unicorns on their championship this season in the USPBL. He did reiterate the primary goal is the kids. Make sure Absolutely. They, make sure they develop. Make sure they have a strong opportunity to meet their goals. Winning is just icing on the cake. And what experience he has. I mean, managing the Cubs, dealing with all the media. Even back then, Vito, the pressure of all you journalists trying to ask all these questions. My goodness. And he said that, you know what, it's just at the, at the end of the day, there's a lot you got to get to. I mean, there's probably so many media trying to email for questions, trying to get stories, things like that, that you got you to gotta attend to a lot of things and then deal with those personalities like you mentioned. What a great opportunity to have a talk with Jim Essien, and uh, I'm glad we got a chance to hear it. We'd love to meet the guy in person now. An interesting fella, huh? And really, a lot of great anecdotes and great experiences he has garnered throughout his career in pro ball. Playing in the majors at one point, being the manager of the Chicago Cubs back in 1991, and he got fired at the end of that season. But all of the experiences and lessons he garnered from that very season as manager of the Cubs, and since then, continuing to coach in pro ball until finally reaching the USPBL when he served as an assistant manager to Paul Nochi with the Eastside Diamond Hoppers, and since having served as the skipper of the Utica Unicorn since 2017, and having the opportunity to manage Randy Dominic as well back in 2017 with the Unicorns. Dominic, a guy, once again, that went undrafted out of college, played at a D2 school in Alderson Broadus University in West Virginia, and he played with Jim's son. Jim's son, as Jim brought up himself during the interview, was the catcher for Randy at times when both were members of Alderson Broadus University. So, terrific stuff out of Jim. It was a pleasure speaking with him, and hopefully he does return to the dugout next season as skipper of the Unicorns. Another great season under the belt for the USPBL, highlighted by a great championship weekend and championship game. Enjoy doing the podcast with you, Vito. I think we're going to do one more. I look forward to one more in-depth interview for a round of 10. I look forward to always talking about the happenings at the United Shore Professional Baseball League. For all information, if you did miss out on Championship Weekend, go ahead on over to USPBL.com. Find the United Shore Professional Baseball League's YouTube page. You can catch the highlights of the action you missed, or you can head on over and follow them on Twitter at USPBL. Great podcast, sir. Look forward to next week. Really quick note, Scott McDonald, I saw you dancing out there at Jimmy John's Field this past Sunday. You had some nice dance moves. You might have to teach me a thing or two. Maybe I'll teach you a thing or two as well. And I, I hope you listen to this, and I think you, you will end up doing so, and we'll end up hearing that little shout-out for you. So, hey, big thanks to him, by the way, too, all season long, hooking us up with these great interviews on the USPBL podcast. And with that, 
I am saying adios as well. The United Shore Professional Baseball League games at Jimmy John's Field are the fun family entertainment experience that you just can't afford to miss. It's Thirsty Thursdays, Firework Fridays, Live Music Saturdays, and Sunday Fun Day for the kids. And don't forget, kids get to run the bases after every game. And parking is always free. Jimmy John's Field in downtown Utica is your summer destination. Get your tickets today at USPBL.com.